Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? I've got amazing news for you. Whether it's Stanley Cup Finals, NBA Finals, picking the early NFL futures, you can do it with Bet Online. I'm telling you right now, it is the absolute number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive our deal. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V, the same spelling you see on the podcast network, all over social media, B L E A V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry with over 25 years of experience. Their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers. Shop the showcase today welchjewelers.com. Hey, you might still be looking for that Father's Day after Sunday, uh, Father's Day gift after Sunday. Uh, So make sure you do log on, shop the showcase, great watches and a heck of a lot more. Engagement rings, wedding rings, you name it, it's all there at Welch and Company Jewelers, the official jewelry store of the ML Sports Platter. Also, a huge tip of the cap, thank you to Tiny Bubbles Laundromat, Burn Dairy, Bowers and Company CPAs, and your state farm agent, Matt Graham. Get a free rate quote today by visiting SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. That's SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. We're going to talk some Yankees baseball, and look, this guy is as shocked as I am, and nobody knows the Bombers better than Scott Petoniak, the longtime uh, storyteller, columnist, TV contributor, best-selling author. Go get all of his Yankee books on Amazon.com and other online platforms where you can get your books, and he's at ScottPetoniak.com. He's at the Rochester Business Journal as well just providing incredible content on a daily basis. And you can go follow him on Twitter, at Scott Petoniak. Scott, what's up, buddy? I'm doing fine, Mike. All right. How could I, how could I not be with the way the Yankees are playing? I, I, okay, so here we go. There are so many things, right? I mean, when you win like this, obviously so many things go right collectively. But if you had to pick that the, the one surprise or the two surprises – that have really vaulted this team into just an absurd record, um, you know, 30 games over 500 as we record this. If you had to pick your biggest surprise or two, which has created this record, created this juggernaut, created the production, what would you pick? Well, I'd pick the rotation. Me too. And, uh, and probably at the head of that is the guy who, you know, really has been the ace for them. And it's, you know, nasty Nestor Cortez. Um, but I think when you look at the entire rotation, I mean, it's just been superb. I mean, we had Severino would kind of return to form. He's been pretty close to it, what he had been before the series of injuries and, and the inactivity. Um, 
you know, I, I've always been big, as you know, on, on Montgomery, so I'm not shocked by him. It'd be nice if they could score a few more runs for the poor guy. But he's he's always he's been solid. I, I've always liked him. And in Tyon, I mean, you know, like he was coming off, you know, that ankle surgery and stuff. I mean, so what what did you think about that? And and I think that there was also I hate to say it, but maybe we had some reservations about, you know, the big guy there, Garrett Cole. And, you know, what is he? Uh, he actually came up small on the biggest stage of the year last year and 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 and, stuff. and, you know, and he's had his he's had his uh, moments. He seems to have like, you know, that, that one really bad inning or whatever that uh, he has to work through or whatever. But I would say number one is is the rotation. I mean, it's you know, they've been historic. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, it's like, uh, you know, the 53 team or whatever with Rashi and Ford and, you know, and those guys and stuff, Allie Reynolds. I mean, it, it really has been historic. So that's the first thing I think of. And then I think um, maybe uh, addition by subtraction. Um, you know, I, I think, I think they, I think this is a team that really likes one another. And I don't know if that necessarily was the case with last year's team. I think, you know, I think getting rid of people like Gary Sanchez, not only because of his lack of production, Mike, but I also wonder, like, you know, was he a toxic influence in that clubhouse and so forth? And these guys, they really seem to be getting along, um, you know, and uh, and I think that matters for something. You know, I, I think that they, they pull for one another. Um, there, there doesn't seem to be, you know, any of these out of control egos or whatever. Um, so I, I think, you know, I think by, uh, you know, uh, obviously Trevino has, uh, you know, has overachieved and they're still kind of cobbling it together as a catcher. They really don't have probably a legitimate, you know, carry you through number one guy, but it's working, um, given, you know, the support that you have everywhere else. So I think, I think the rotation and I think there's something special that's hard to really put a finger on about how these guys feel about one another and how they've managed to put the team above all else, you know, and maybe Aaron judge deserves uh, credit for that too. I think he's really not, not only having, you know, a monster season, but I think he's kind of emerged as the type of leader uh, who kind of sets that example. And I think the other thing, too, and I, I would agree, first of all, with the starting pitching. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I read uh, Lindsay Adler had an unbelievable article in The Athletic uh, talking about the pitchers, you know, one to five, every single one of them, Scott. They went to Matt Blake. They went to Aaron Boone. You know, they went to Brian Cashman. And it was, hey, we can pitch deeper in games. You know, we are capable of doing that. And so, you know, you take... That the fact that they're literally grabbing the, the bull by the horns and saying, we want to go deep, they've stayed healthy. I think that's the other big surprise for me. I mean, you keep knocking on that wood, but mostly the whole roster has stayed healthy. Severino's healthy. Tyone's healthy. I mean, they're all, they're, they're all healthy, and they're pitching well, but they're pitching deep into games, which leads me to just a I, – I used the wrong words a couple weeks ago – on Twitter, and of course, you know, here come the trolls with the, you know, I, I said, you know, less analytics. What do you mean, less analytics? And people are messaging me and crucifying me. I'm getting, I'm getting like, uh, you know, borderline uh, uh, ridiculousness on, on on direct messages from Yankee fans. Like, oh, what do you think of Cashman? Now I think the same thing I used to think about him. Go win the title, and then I'll respond with about time, right? But um, what I'm getting at here is that I I use less analytics, but what I, what I really meant was 
look, they're still an analytical team, but Scott, it's the it's the game within the game here, right? It's baseball one-on-one, one, it's the fundamentals, it's baseball things, principles, uh, hitting and running, deep starting pitching, uh, really good defense. There is a lot of stuff that they're doing that they're going back to baseball with the analytics, and that combination has just been flourishing. Right, and, and this has always been my point. Like, you know, we, you know these analytic uh, people who, like, it's a be all end all. Um, and, and I'm not like a, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never tried to be the, you know, the old guy get off my lawn type guy, you know, just everything old school, but to, to just, you know, turn it all over to that, I think it's ridiculous. And to, to not realize that, you know, things that have mattered for 150 years still matter, um, you know, and, and you, you mentioned defense. And I think that that's, a, that's a big point here you know i talked about the catching that they're cobbling it together but one area where they are far superior with the catching right now is defensively both of those guys Mm -hmm. are much better than sanchez and i never understood how the yankees thought how the analytical people thought that you could get away with a defensive liability at what the second most important position on the field you know catcher um, and, you know, and the analytical, they, they kept on with him. Like, you know, and, and we, if we want to look at, I'll give, I'll give Cashman credit, you know, for some of the fines and changing things around or whatever. But what took him so long to know that Gary Sanchez was not going to be a major league catcher. Yeah. And I don't, I don't care. Like if you're waiting for him to be the offensive juggernaut that he had been when he exploded on the scene and so forth, well, that wasn't happening. And even if it did, like, you got to catch the ball back there and you've got to work with pitchers back there. You've got to, you know, and, and you can't be lazy and you can't, you know, you've got to have that, you know, understanding and so forth. So, um, so I think, yeah, I think, you know, this is the thing that I, I admired about Buck Showalter is like, you know, in that, you know, there are some old school things that are not bad guys, you know, and yeah, I will use the data. Uh, you know, um, but I'm also going to go occasionally, I'm going to go by gut or whatever. So you're right. They're doing basic baseball things that you have to do catching the ball. I think, I think Anthony Rizzo, I I know as we speak, he had an error last night, but how many runs has he saved? Championship player, man. He's a championship player. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, he has saved a ton of runs on errant throws and great picks that he's made at first. Yep. Um, you know, not to mention that. You know, he's part of the slugging uh, trio well, along with, uh, you know, with, with Judge and, and uh, I'm trying to blank. Stanton, LeMahieu, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, you know, yeah, th- those things are important in running, like forcing the action. I mean, they, what, what, through the first 20 games or even fewer, they had more stolen bases than they had like in 70 or 80 games last year. Um, you know, little little things like that matter, like to force the issue to not just sit and wait for the home run or play this home run strikeout game. You know, they still strike out a little bit too much for my taste or whatever, but I think they've gotten somewhat better there. And, um, you know, and, and another interesting thing to me is like I, you know, LeMahieu got off to a, a really good start. And I thought like, OK, it was, you know, it was the sports hernia and he, he played hurt all last year or whatever. Well, you know, he's not he's he's kind of come back down to where he was. And yet this team, as we speak, is 30 games above 500, which is ridiculous. Uh, it, it's like the third, what, third best start in the storied history of this franchise. You know, like the 98 team 
which went on to win 125 games, which included the postseason, and in what the 53 team, uh, which had arguably the, the best pitching staff in the history of the Yankees. Okay, I just got done before we uh, hit record here with your latest article uh, in the Rochester Business Journal about uh, you know Ryan Fitzpatrick and Aaron Judge's contract situation. And I really chuckled to myself when I think I read, and I, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something close to, you know, Aaron Judge, there's two sounds when Aaron Judge, you know, hits the ball. There's the lumber, the lumber to the ball, and then there's the, cl- you know, the, the, the cling cling of the cha-ching. cash registers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, ching of the cash ching yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was great stuff there. What do you Thanks. do with Aaron Judge now? Hey, it's still a tough situation, right? And, um, you know, I mean, we, we, I think both thought that he was foolish for not taking the, you know, the $30 million a year, seven year extension. Um, and you know, he's, he's, he's really proven us wrong. I mean, I mean he could, if, if he continues on stays healthy, which is always, you know, a big key with him, I've never doubted that he's a top five player when he's healthy. I mean, and he is the kind of guy who can carry a team and he has done that this year. There's no question about it, but you know, like the durability issues are, you know, this guy, this is a guy who, you know, don't count the COVID short season has played only twice has played 140 games in a season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he missed, as I was going through, he missed 32% of his, of the team's games in a, in a three year span. So it's tough, but if he were to continue on, with this insane pace that he's on right now, um, you know, he may be asking his agent may be asking for shares of money, you know, 43 mil. Wow. Um, I mean, so it's almost, like, I, I think Cashman's in a real difficult spot right now. Um, in that, um, you know, you go back with a better offer than you obviously made originally, which I thought was a reasonable offer at the time. Um, uh, or do you wait to do you roll the dice and wait to the end of the season and, and if you and if you do that, then you, you know do you tick him off and uh, you know do you do you sour those negotiations? Uh, I mean, in the end, I think he wants to stay, and the Yankees want him to stay, and um, you know, but the the money that could get thrown at him could be ridiculous if you wait until he becomes a free agent. The longtime storyteller, best-selling author, Rochester Business Journal columnist Scott Petoniak, our guest. Go get all of his books on the Yanks online where books are sold and on Twitter, at Scott Petoniak. Um, one thing that I have really, really concentrated on is how Aaron Boone, with all these new pieces, right, and with the health of the roster and the deep starting pitching which has protected the bullpen. There's no better protection of a bullpen than deep starting pitching. You know that, Scott. You don't get as taxed. There, there's not Scott Proctor situations hanging out there, right? Tanyan Sturtz's, uh, the bullpens of the last three, four years with the Yankees giving you three, four innings as a starter. Come on, man. They're going six. They're going seven. They're going eight. In some cases, nine. They flirted with no hitters. They flirted with perfect games. It's been absurd. But the bullpen part of it, because of all of this, you know, now you look at the manager, right? And you say, okay, again, I've never thought that the manager is the end all be all, but I think in certain spots in games, especially the game management, I think that they are pretty important. I think Boone's done a hell of a job here 
you know, using guys, mixing and matching. After the starter, he goes maybe with a Peralta, and then he'll go with a Licky. And then, okay, well, now we got Holmes and we got King rested for the next night. And, you know, and then maybe they're used. And then the next night you go to uh, maybe Miguel Castro for an inning or two, and then you throw it to Holmes again to close the game. What have you seen with Aaron Boone this year managing the team and really mostly the bullpen inside that uh, game-to-game here? Well, I think you hit on it early, Mike, there in, in, in that point that, um, you know, these, these guys uh, have uh, earned his trust to go deeper in their starts, um, which kind of may fly in the face of analytics or whatever. Um, but I think that that is, that's really helped. And he's, he's look, at, he's still a young manager. I mean, you know, so he had to learn um, just as, you know, it, it happens with every manager or coach in, in professional sports, like, you know, we talk about, oh, this player's got to get better and this player's got to get better. Well, coaches have to get better, too. And I think that um, he has improved. Now, what's going to be interesting to me, Mike, is you're absolutely right. Like when we've talked about the starting pitching going deeper and so forth. But you're going to have some issues coming up here. And he's going to get, you know, Boone is going to get tested again on how does he handle this when these innings start adding up for the starters. Like, for example, I mean, I think Cortez has maybe thrown 70 innings already. The most he's ever thrown is 93, if I'm, if right. I'm not mistaken. Right, good point. So yep. you're going to have to do some some management here. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you know, you hope that there's not going to be injuries. But I think that, you know, this team's going to have such a cushion that you might win the division earlier than you wanted to, and that will set you up well for October, which is what this is all about anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you've got, you got the issue with Severino. I mean, who, you know, he, he's, he's, again, he's been lights out and it, it's been a wonderful, uh, development to see that happening. But all these guys, I think you're going to have to monitor, um, you know, their innings. And that means you're going to have to go into that bullpen, but that bullpen's so deep and, you know, and you can do a little of your scrant and yo-yoing as well. Um, the other thing we didn't touch upon is think about it. They are third games above 500, pretty much without Chapman. I mean, Clay Holmes to me is is earned the, the, the closer. Feel free to stay away, Chapman. You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hoping. I'm tired of his act anyway. Yeah, here, here's here's one of my concerns, Mike. Is like when he comes back, does he make a stink? Can he cause problems? Right. Uh, you know, can can he erode this great clubhouse, this this great chemistry and camaraderie? in that clubhouse that uh, that's a concern to me, me like because here's the big star me like too. i'm the closer blah, right. blah. well you know you 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 showed that you know you're just not as consistent as you as we would like you to be in that role and so you kind of pitched yourself out of that and, and of course the injuries and stuff. so that's going to bear he, to me he's a setup guy now um you know you, you've got whole uh, you know, he just tied Mariano Rivera's record, what, for consecutive scoreless uh, appearances, like, you know, not allowing a run, relief appearances. He's been insane, that's, man. He really has yeah, been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he's, you know, that that's pretty good company to be in uh, anytime we, we invoke the name Mariano Rivera. So, um, so, yeah, I think as the season progresses now, then, you know, the next step's going to be like, Okay, how do I manage these innings? And every, you know, like the beauty is that you've gotten off to such a tremendous start, such a historic start. 
and you've got a, a pretty good cushion here and you can keep that going here in the next couple of weeks when you you know continue to play the Rays and and then you got to play the Red Sox who oh by the way Mike the Red Sox are second only to the Yankees in terms of being the hottest team in baseball over the past month if you look at their record mm-hmm. it's very close to what the Yankees have played in the past month. So you can't just dismiss that, you know, and they're in a tough division. Let's face it. You got to play Toronto. Um, you know, this is a very, very good. So it's going to be interesting to me to see how he manages that. Inevitably, there's probably going to be some injuries. And so, you know, how do you, how do you work through all that? You know, so um, more tests to come, but it's having a cushion like this is pretty, pretty nice. And this has been a much more entertaining team to watch. I mean, We've talked about in the past couple of years, not only, you know, I, you know, they were not only like you question how good they really were, but it was unwatchable. Yeah, where's the heart? Where's yeah. the hunger? Where's the, you know, and a lot of that was basic baseball principles, too. It just made the game boring, the body, the personalities, you know, the body language, the Sanchez's and all these guys we talked about, like, they, they, they have great body language now. You know, they're supporting each other. You, they're rah-rah in the dugout. They're joking around. I mean, it's a different, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it, it clearly is. And, and um, you know, on those, you know, we kind of sense that, you know, during the, the Jeter era of those great teams, like those guys, they all liked one another, you know, and they and they got along and they, they set a standard. And I think that, um, you know, and again, I give Judge a lot of credit for that. I think that they've kind of set a standard. Here's how you you act. And I'll, you know what? I'll also give Garrett Cole uh, credit. And like it's it's wonderful during games to see those you know see the starters you know who are not pitching in in the dugout like in their you know they're they're watching they're helping one another they're you know you know you see them like even experimenting with grips you know they got a baseball in their hand and if they see something they tell the guy who's pitching that day something they picked up on it's great yeah. and, you know they, they, you know we, we you know we often talk about oh you know rah rah family this and that well that stuff does matter. You know, and I think that this team—that's one of the one of the things I really like about this team—is that they really seem to like one another, and they're not, you know, uh, you know, look how look how Judge and, and and guys go wild when Higgy hits a home run or something, you know, or or Trevino or whatever. I mean, you know, they're pulling together, and I, I think that's a good thing. Me too. In the final two three minutes, I've got with you here, Scott. One thing that has been huge you know, beyond the 130 plus 130 run differential, the record, all the stuff we've alluded to is the fact that this team is unstoppable at home. They are one of the best teams in baseball in terms of not just at home, but playing to their ballpark. And I've said it for a while, and I think you have as well during induction weekends and all that in Cooperstown and other podcast shows and all the rest. This team, you got to get the top seed. You got to get home field. Because if you do that in October, I think their chances go up to make the World Series. Um, without question. And, and you know what, I think part of that is, and, and I'm sorry, but these were legitimate criticisms that we had about Cashman is that he in the past had not built a team to take advantage of, of a, you know, a strong home field advantage, uh, of your home field, you know, and, uh, you know, adding somebody like Rizzo, you know, um, judge maturing as a hitter, like extends his arms, the ball's gone in right field. Okay, Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, there's no, I mean, as we speak, they're playing 800 baseball at home, 800. I mean, that's that's insane. It's ridiculous. 
you know, um, so yeah. And, 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 you know, the other thing I've noticed, and I don't know if this is just like, you know, like people in, you know, post COVID are just like so happy to be back at the ballpark and this and that or whatever, but those crowds are finally starting to rock a little bit in the new place, you know, in, in the mall park, you know, it's, it's never going to be like, you know, like the old joint, but you know, that place is hopping now, you know, they're getting legitimate 40, 45,000, 50,000 and the people are into it. You know, they're not just sitting there on their cell phones or whatever. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's, and there's just a lot of excitement and the, and the players have, have generated that by their, their play and stuff. So yeah, I, I'm totally with you. This is, we, we always say with the Yankees, it's, it is always about October and I know non-Yankee fans, you know, Yankee haters hate to hear that, but that's the standard they set. So they're building, building up uh, a, a nice cushion into that, you know, and again, they're going to have some lulls, you know, as the season goes on, there's no question. You're, you're not going to continue to play seven twenty-five or whatever it is percentage baseball. I mean, I, I don't see that happening. You know, th- this is a good, good division. They're going to get tested, but I think they, they have the people to weather it. Well, this was outstanding, as it always is. Scott Petoniak, the longtime TV contributor, best-selling author. Make sure you go get his Yankee books online where books are sold and catch all of his columns at rbj.net and follow him on Twitter, at Scott Petoniak. Above it all, Scott, you know how I feel about you. I respect you a lot, not only as a journalist, but as a guy, and uh, really proud to call you a friend. Have a great summer. We'll catch up real soon, man. We're only a month away. I'll see you in Cooperstown, my man. It sounds great, and I have the same feelings for you, Mike. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.